1: back to the lark cast glad that you're joining us i uh, hope you've been enjoying our our journey through the book of galatians that's what we've been doing uh we don't always do this on the Larkcast, cast but every once in a while we'll pick a book and go through it this is the second one we've done we did john um and now we're in galatians we're in the start of chapter three and it's been a blast so far man i've been loving this study yes yes i'd agree
0: it's um and, and it's been cool to see a lot of the feedback that's come in cuz i think we i think we were right just in the assumption that man this letter might be the most most relevant and i guess you could even say prevalent <laughs> um for our day i think
1: yeah yeah so. especially the uh, the conversation we're going to have today it's one we've had before But through the lens of the experience of these uh, confused idiots in Galatians and up until this point, Paul's been, you know, really had some harsh words for those who would confuse them um, and, you know, other prominent figures in Christianity in the first century. But now Paul yeah. turns his, uh, his, his laser beams coming from his eyes and the, and the flames coming from his mouth towards, um, the Galatians. He's, he's not happy with them. No. And
0: I, you know, I think, you know, you said, um, you know, you, you know, these idiots and that's an easy phrase to hear sometimes and find yourself a little jolted, right? Like, gosh, that's a little harsh, man. Like, you know, let's, let's not, let's not go that far. But that's actually the word Paul uses for them in chapter three, verse one. Oh, foolish Galatians.
1: Some translations,
0: you know, exclamation point, right? Like he wrote it that way. And some translations actually read you idiots. <laughs> I'm serious. You idiot Galatians. That's, that's, what, he's, that's what he's saying. So that's it's, not it's like
1: fitting language for an apostle of
0: the Lord Jesus. Yeah. And I think I'm just going to go ahead and go on a limb here and say this. I I didn't plan to say this, but I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. Cause sometimes, you know, you can get pushed back and just trying to teach, you know, what the scriptures are actually saying to help people see the God that Jesus is like really revealing. And apparently like it is a desperate, it's, it's, it's desperately needed. Okay, because you're talking life and death. You're talking about the difference between living in freedom or living as a slave. Okay, like this really matters so much so that Jesus has to willfully and willingly die on a cross. A brutal death, man. Not to convince God to love us, right? But to prove a critical to us, point man. to show us that he always has. So he submits himself to the hands of what we have created as humans, religion, and all of its facets mm-hmm. to, to justify right our enoughness, to prove that we matter, to become these people that we think we're supposed to be and produce the society that we, we're supposed to be out there. And that's, again, that's why he's willingly going through this. And. Sometimes in teaching this and being passionate about it you can get a lot of pushback from some people like well that seems a little harsh or is it really that big of a deal or and i'm like well have you read the scriptures have you seen jesus's interaction with people who were standing in the way of this have you read galatians and seen what paul's saying to the people who've been duped but and especially to the people who've been doing the duping like cuz you know somebody was like well i can you know sometimes you guys can be a little like Pointed, you know, in in how you're trying to teach us. And it's like, well, yeah, because it matters. You know, it's like it's not out of a place of hatred. It's actually coming from a place, I believe, of like genuine love and hope for humanity, man. Like, Paul's not being mean by calling them idiots. He's he's like lovingly trying to get their attention. No different than Jesus looking at the Pharisees and like calling them whitewashed tombs children of satan you brood yeah. of vipers yeah like bro that's not exactly
1: <laughs> or even the using jesus the words of
0: baby lambs and orphans
1: here yeah, yeah. <laughs> or even going so far as to say those who are peddling a jesus plus something else is a yeah. god is that message is is god damned it's god damned. Yes. that's what that's what he said it's anathema it's a it's
0: it's a it's a cursed. Yep. But and I think that should be cause for us as people to press into these things and and take a hard look at them in relation to our own stories, but also right to the people that you know that are in and around us and the stories that they live. Like man, this seeing Jesus for who he is, so that we can see the Father the way he does is the only hope for freedom that humanity has ever or will ever have. Yep. It's Jesus or bust. Yep. It's free in Jesus or slave. There is, there is no middle ground. And I I think that's just, man, it's important to, to not just know, but also to not shy away from. Yeah. So we're
1: in, we're in chapter three and, the first verse is, "O oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It was before yeah. your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. And to your point earlier, um, they had a vivid, vivid depiction, articulation, preaching yeah. of the cross as the as the very crux, as the very axis for life with God. Now, the way Mm. that God's revealed, how are we included in this? It's not the ascension of the person as they make their way up to God through, through deeds, um, through discipline, um, through, you know, good historical, uh, Judaistic doctrine It is the cross of Jesus. That Mm. is the thing. And again, like you said, God didn't crucify his son to change his mind about us, but to show us. His eternal love for the yeah. world, and it was public and it was brutal so that we could just something to jar our just foolish thinking that somehow who we are and what we do plays a part in any of this or that or that our our behavior might move the meter of God's love up or down yeah um he's love I would go as far as love. saying.
0: Sorry, I was just saying, I would even go as far as saying in what you're saying that that crucifixion, the the jolting aspect of it is to even to even push us into a place of being able to see where our thinking that we do bring something to the table and that that is needed, that that's where this actually leads to.
1: Yeah, it was the thing that led to the cross. It was yeah. the Judy. It was the Judaizers. It was the Pharisees. Right. Um, you want to see your religion played out here it is
0: yeah yep it'll kill god when he shows up
1: (laughs) but what's interesting is um and now we got a couple good points in in this passage but um it was before your eyes jesus christ was publicly portrayed as crucified guys you saw the you saw the gospel i preached it to you in a vivid way you understand this cross Mm -hmm. I determined to know nothing among you except the cross of Jesus Christ. Paul says in First Corinthians, like this is the thing, right? Um, but he asks the question, "Who's bewitched you? Who's tricked you?" And yep. especially coming off of the heels of of chapter two or the end of chapter two, where um, Paul is really ad- addressing the Judaizers who who came down and are saying, well, yeah, Jesus is cool, but you really need to add circumcision. You need to add this life of dedication to the law in all of its aspects, because you can't just waltz into, you know, this thing you have to understand. These guys are saying, man, this is a whole life of dedication to God through the law that makes you more holy. Um, it makes you more sanctified. This is how you really progress and I know you guys are like all new to this. And yeah, we can concede maybe that you guys could be a part of this. Um, and Jesus has something to do with that. But man, you guys have to come and enter into this life of of the law. And so they're following Paul around and they're watching just like the Pharisees did with Jesus. They're watching him have meals with tax collectors and sinners. They're watching Paul right, preach the, the gospel in gentile cities and form communities and tables and where they're eating and sharing mm-hmm. and just resting and enjoying their 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 fellowship in this in this good news and in this grace, and you can't help but think, and we we've, we've talked about this in the past. At the heart of a lot of religious um, religious hearts and minds, their their reason for just being so angry with the message of grace is a little bit of envy. Especially in the mind of someone who's worked so hard, right? If you think that it's your behavior that allows you to be here, that allows you to be loved, that brings you to the table, you've arrived because of your list. And all of a sudden you got some hillbilly Gentiles in the city of Galatia, just all of a sudden just claiming like, yeah, I have life with God. I have fellowship with God. And they're not circumcised. And they've never attended any of the feasts or the ceremonies and they haven't committed to the ceremonial laws and the dietary restrictions. And you know what I'm saying? And tried really, really hard to tithe and, you know, forgive and all these things. Um, You start to get a little envious because you've, you've worked so hard to get here and what you're just going to waltz in by faith based on the sufficient finished work of Jesus and so it's interesting reading Luther's commentary on Galatians. He said that at the root of this word "bewitched," this this trickery, is this idea of envy. Yeah, at the root of that get word it, is envy, and it's like, yeah, dude, you you see that? Like it, there there's a lot of envy in in the mind of someone who thinks this is a lifelong journey to get there and then maintain this place right at the table in life with god to be loved by him to maintain that and all of a sudden you just we have a whole crew of people that just waltz in and are just talking about like yeah it's just simple trust it's like what (laughs) you know like that envy boils up and you start arguing and like no dude like it's it's harder than that
0: yeah you can even see it kind of play out on the other end as well with uh watching people like really come alive in their faith and enter into the the faith of Jesus sometimes it's odd to me that this thing that we call the christian faith doesn't look like the faith christ had and, and it's just like wait wait a second so jesus has this belief about the father and humanity and he has stepped into a way of friendship where he's passing on the scandalous news of a God who's met us already where we are and he's eating and he's drinking and he's hanging out with people and he's laughing and he's crying and he's never in a rush and he sort of flows at the pace of the day. And man, this just looks so like restful and, 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 and joyful. And yet the, the religion that I've adopted doesn't look like that. It doesn't feel like that. I can remember being, you know, becoming a Christian, stepping into that, and then eventually, you know, getting sucked into this what's become church, basically, and just being enslaved to that machine, and all the while like looking at Jesus and the gospels, going, He has a freedom to be a friend to help others live free. It's so simple, it's so beautiful, and it's so adventurous, man. And yet my life is consumed with all of these disciplines and rhythms and systems and maintaining them and growing them and managing them all for the glory of God. And I'm looking at this thing and going, well, this is just opposite of everything we actually see in Jesus. It really makes no damn sense at all.
1: Right? Why in
0: the world are we doing this? How did we get here? All these things start to come up. Here's my point. I found myself envious of people before I grabbed on to these truths. I found myself envious of people who already had, there was a freedom, man, about their life. And uh this like this union that they had with God and helping others live free. And I'm like, I, I couldn't help but like just take issue with it, man. Yeah. I'm over here doing all this stuff. And you're over here actually not only enjoying life, but actually living the life I see Jesus living in the scriptures. Like well. well it, I, you ah, know, take, take, right, but you're take it out of
1: the take it out of the realm of of this context I mean all of us have done this right maybe we came from a family that worked really really hard we never got you know the Z Cavaricis and the Jordans for Christmas as kids now we're definitely showing our age you know what I'm
0: saying that was and me then, bro so I'm <laughs> with you
1: and you know you're working hard Come from a little more of a blue collar you know yeah. kind of background and here you have these like trust fund babies or these like really rich kids. And they inherited, they inherited this life yep. of luxury, just like we've inherited the righteousness of Jesus by faith. And they just mm-hmm. waltz in and they got all the swag, all the gear, big smile on their face, all that. And you're yep. just like, damn dude, like I don't have that. Or man, I had to work my ass off of that. And that was just like handed to you. Like, that's that, like, that's a very cultural, like, very normal cultural expression of what we're talking about here. We've been given an inheritance. I'm over here, some Wranglers and some (laughs) (laughs) Voits. which is like, ironically, is like cool now. (laughs) Cool now, right? But at
0: the time, seventh grade, man, that was rough russ why do you get in so many fights
1: why do you keep punching people like dude you show up at because i ain't got no cabarechis man (laughs) you you show up in regulars and voice now dude you're part of the cool kids (laughs) add a old add a can of old style to your hand dude you're you're right there dude that's like capital h hipster norm core they call it dad core or norm core yeah, you got the wide leg jeans, like an ugly, yep. ugly ass sweater, a freaking dad hat, and some New Balances, dude. and you're like the cool dude now. Yes. Yep. Oh man, too funny. Oh, but yeah, so that, funny. that 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 envy, that envy. Yeah, it's it's just there, man,
0: and and I think that's you know when you read it like that, like Oh, foolish Galatians, right? Who has who has bewitched you? How did you guys become envious of people who have grabbed on to the same message that you grabbed on to and are now living in the very freedom that you have, but yet, right? You're opting to run back to Moses, right? This is, you know, this is, this is, you know, the Israelites, man, right? In the desert. Man, let's just go back to Egypt. It's, it's, it's a little bit spooky in verse two. And I love this because Paul like really just presses them here. Let me go ahead and ask you this. He says, did you receive the spirit by works of the law? Did you, did you guys come alive? Did you awaken to your union with God? Okay. Your fellowship with the very creator himself. Did this happen by you doing things? Right. That's what it means. There works of the law. Did this happen by, by that or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish? Are you, are you really this blind? That's what he says. Did you suffer so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Mm. Does he are who supplies su- the Spirit to you and, and, and works miracles among you do so by, by the works of the law or by hearing with faith?
1: mm-hmm just out of curiosity yeah he um I love um I love I love the point that was uh brought up to us he goes past tense in their story right yes hey remember all these really cool freaking things that happen right in yeah verse story? two past tense yep and then he moves to the present tense hmm
0: in um, what was it there? Verse five. Yeah, the verse five. Supplies, the, supplies spirit. the
1: spirit to you and works miracles among you. Do so by works of the law or by hearing with faith. So he's like, hey, let me let me really quick jar your memory on what happened when I was in and among you, and we were all enjoying right together. Yeah. The the simple trust in this God who came down and lived, died, and rose on our behalf for our justification. And then all the freaking cool stuff that God did in and among your community. When I was there, remember that, remember that in your past? Oh yeah. By the way, he he continues to do that. How? By works of the law. Yeah. Yeah. such a great point, man. And I think the crux of 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 it all of the crux of their message, the Judaizers message is right here. Having begun by the spirit. Are you now being perfected by the flesh? And that is the same today in Christianity. It's we begin by faith, but we're sanctified. We grow. We get more and more holy by pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps, by going to all the Bible studies, by signing up for the soup kitchens, by, you know, giving our our money, by, you know, all these things. And those things are not bad at all. Yeah, at all. But when they're presented as the pathway to write really, truly, right? be progressing in this, or it's the fruit of that. This has really taken root in your life. Mm-hmm. And we begin you, you referenced your, your past story as a pastor. Well, we begin to see all the programs and the on-ramps and the signup sheets and the busyness and the calendar packed out. Yeah, absolutely packed out so that you can actually achieve this. Having begun by the spirit, you're now being perfected by the flesh. That was the Judaizers' yep. message: Jesus plus.
0: Yeah, yeah. They had forgotten. I think it was what Paul's showing them in those few verses. They had forgotten that the way you became a Christian is how you mature as a Christian.
1: Mm-hmm. The
0: way that you came in is is the way that you grow. Okay, it's it's very simple. It's it's continuing to hear and believe the scandal of Jesus, your union with God in all aspects of your life mm-hmm. and it's hearing that right back and forth with each other in relation to our actual stories, the things that we're like, we're actually struggling with. Okay. Not only was that how you awaken to faith, that's how you grow in the faith. That's, that's what he's revealing to him. And I think when you miss the very essence of, of humanity's need and who Jesus actually is. Okay. And what he's done and why he announced it is finished over it when you miss that that core foundation of our very life with god that's how this jesus plus comes into the equation and you brought it up man like for some people it's like you've got to be able to prove that you actually believe for some people it's like well we're supposed to become this other thing some people have really dragged into christianity well christianity man is about loving god and loving people right just those two commandments i'm like no dude no well, Christianity is not a religion for the wannabe winners who are serious about loving God, and loving people. Christianity is a movement of faith among the losers who have given up on their true ability to truly love God and love others. Mm-hmm. They have grabbed onto Jesus's faith for their faith, his righteousness for our righteousness. He is our union. So yes, it's, this is how we, how we enter in, but it's also Hearing and believing that continuously is how we grow, which I think is why Paul, like right here, man, in verse, what is it? Like verse six, just as Abraham believed God for anybody who's new to this conversation, feel free to back up to other episodes or even check this out for yourself. But Abraham, um, this isn't a poster child for uh, the morality that you want to pursue in life. This is a very flawed very frail human mm-hmm. who's made some very foolish foolish
1: decisions and he came from a people who used to think that to appease god they needed to sacrifice children
0: yep he came yeah he came from a from a world where not only was that what you needed to do to appease him but it was doing that in other things that you needed to do to stay in his good grace
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i love how god chooses this man and 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 even right here, what does Paul say? It was counted to him for just as Abraham believed God to trust faith. That's what Paul's driving home. They've missed that it's faith alone is the journey. And that grace is like gravity that you live in as you learn and continue to learn to, to trust, to believe it was counted to him as righteousness. Know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. He's telling them this lineage that you're saying we, that we're supposed to be a part of, and this law that we need to keep to be a part of that lineage. <laughs> Think of disciplines, rhythms, all the things that are real popular right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. but it's, it's just like, no, that, that's not it at all. In the scriptures, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham saying, in you shall all the nations be blessed. So then, Paul says, verse nine, Those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. Paul
1: is a freaking gangster, dude. Driving it home, man. He he knows what he's doing because they're like, yo, if you want to truly be a follower of God, right? You got to, mm-hmm. you, you have to, you have to truly be Jewish, dude. You got to submit to this law. You got to start doing all this stuff. And he was like, Paul's like, actually, bro, if you want to truly be Jewish, let's go back to the figurehead, the freaking Michael Jordan of Jews, right. <laughs> in Abraham yeah. and be like, <laughs> dude, it's not, it's not what you think it is, man. He came in by yeah. way of faith, trusting, a yeah. trusting a promise that in yeah. you all nations will be blessed through a seed that comes through your line. And that seed is Jesus.
0: Yeah, we keep forgetting that uh, that, that God brings that God brings a covenant and then fulfills that covenant on our behalf. He doesn't hand us a contract. Mm-hmm. If it's a contract, man, we're, we're all screwed, bro. We're done. We're out. This isn't happening.
1: But in fact, again, in you, well, really grace, quick, if you want to nerd out, like the covenant he made with Abraham, normally they would like line up animals, but they would mm-hmm. split in half. They would take a, a number of different animals. They would split them in half. They would make a path and they would both walk through it together to make this contract, to make this covenant, to make this pact. When God That's made how people it would pact, do that with each other. Yeah. When God made this pact, this covenant with Abraham, he put Abraham to sleep and God walked through it mm. himself. Hmm. Abraham didn't walk through it. Only God did. Yeah. Beauty, this whole covenant is dependent on my faithfulness, not your two-bit faithfulness, your ability right. to keep up your end of the bargain on this deal. Because as Paul says in the letter of, I think it's first or second Timothy, he let me sum up the entire Christian life. Um, we're faithless, yet he's faithful. Yeah. Which is why when you back up just a chapter
0: in Galatians where we currently are, right? We're justified by Jesus's faith. Yes. Not ours. Our faith. Okay. In him is how all of humanity awakens to the union of Jesus, our union with the triune God. That is the beauty of the gospel, man. That is the beauty of this story. One of the places that I found that was really, I felt like was one of the best examples of like what Paul's trying to show is that you've got to you you've you've got to grab onto the fact that it's 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 death. Not we talked about that last episode. It's death, not determination. Okay, it's trust. It's not toil. The way you came in is the way you grow. It's a life of faith. Anything else that's added to this, it's no longer Christianity. Now you have religion, and people are like, so does that mean like I can't step into caring for my neighbor or giving more to this cause? And it's like, well, of course you can. He's not saying he's not going to bear fruit in you. He's not saying he's not inviting you into the life of God where all those things happen and they're good and beautiful. He's just saying that it's not of you. Mm -hmm. And you doing that was never any means of coming in, much less staying in. Mm -hmm. Here's my point. When you get to Colossians chapter one, dude, it's so easy to miss this. I'm just going to read a few verses here. But Paul, same writer here, he says, man, I thank God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we pray for you since we heard of your faith, not your works, your faith in Jesus Christ and of the love that you have for all the saints. Now, this is where it gets fun. Because of the hope, he says, right? So there's this beautiful thing happening in and through you by your faith. Because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, of this you have heard before in the word of the truth, the gospel. Okay, that's what Paul's saying to the Galatians. You've missed this. You've missed this gospel. Which has come to you, as Paul says, as indeed the whole world, it is bearing fruit and increasing. What's bearing fruit? This All this fruit that we're all after and so like concerned about, what's bearing fruit? Mm-hmm. Oh, the hearing and believing the gospel. Yeah, what he says. That's what's bearing fruit, which has come to you and indeed all the world. It is also among you, listen to this, since the day that you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth, just as you learned it from before. Verse 9, and so from this day we heard we have not ceased to pray for you asking that you may be filled with all kinds of works for God and for his glory. I'm sorry. It doesn't say that at all. Instead it (laughs) says, we have ceased to pray for you asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of the will. What's the will of God. What does Jesus say? The will of God is John six, that you believe in the son. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to read that again, that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will to believe in the son in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, man, it's right there, dude. And just so we're clear, where does all this flowing out of this bearing of fruit in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God and his will mm-hmm. again, back to the gospel again. So how did you come in? Well, the same way you grow in the faith, hearing and believing this good news, because here's the reality, he says in verse 13, I'll end here, this Jesus that we're talking about. Yeah. He's already qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness. Who's delivered us? He has. He has. To the kingdom of his beloved son, in whom we have redemption, not will get redemption, have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Not I need to be forgiven of sins. I've already been forgiven. Mm -hmm. It's finished.
1: It's finished. You have
0: been set free to live in the very union of God by way of Jesus. The journey before you is a life of faith. Anything else, and it's no longer Christianity.
1: The two like popular phrases you'll hear with people who are like really working hard, right? To kind of bear fruit, um, living this life of toil and um forever just putting their name on uh eight and a half by eleven like horribly designed printed pieces of paper in the commons of churches all across the land Um, and packing their calendar. Absolutely freaking like insane, right. To Um, do all these things that God's invited us into is new creature and new life, new creature. mm -hmm. We're a new creation and we have new life in Jesus. They think that that's something to pursue. Meaning like that's almost like a finish line. It's like a goal. But new is, if you look at that word, and we looked at this in, in the gospel of John, it means beginning it's a starting point. And, and you know, what makes new creatures and what gives people new life being crucified, dying, yeah. and so Jesus died, right? That's the crux of this entire thing. And so grabbing onto that, we die, right? Mm -hmm. To embrace a life of faith is to die to a life of hard work, ardent discipline, just like a, just a bitter approach where we're just like pursuing all these things, thinking that new life is this goal, this thing I need to maintain, but it's only in hearing the word of the gospel again, because no one drifts towards the gospel. We only drift away. And I need to hear this word afresh, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Because. Left of my own devices, dude, I'm going to slip right back into thinking that I need to become somebody by my own efforts. Yeah. And so we hear the word of the gospel afresh and we died. I'm already in, I'm already free. I don't know why I'm just working so hard to become somebody that God would love when he's already crucified his son to show me that this ain't, this ain't it. That ain't it. I've loved you with an eternal love. Sheesh, man. And if
0: you, if you miss this this is, I think why Paul is so adamant here. If you miss this, not only will you turn your life into a project that will ultimately crush you because you'll never arrive And the whole, the whole thing. Here's a secret. It's a myth. Mm -hmm. So you're getting crushed by a myth, but here's the kicker. You'll also inevitably turn everything and everyone around you into a project for your own justification as well yep and so these people that we're saying we love we actually enslave we use i'm just saying there's a It it is i think again paul's adamant here because he's saying your unbelief of this that it's the faith of jesus that saved you and it's your faith that awakens you to the union And it's believing that you came in and it's just continuing to believe that you grow. Okay. And then you begin to walk in beautiful things. Amen. But again, it's still centered on a life of faith. If you miss this, then your religion and all the things that you turn to, even in the name of Christianity might look good, but they are ultimately doing nothing but dismantling your humanity and dismantling the humanity of people around you. Mm. Now, why is that so enticing where does all of that lead Dude, there's some beautiful science man just on the brain and how it works and just our our adverse our, you know there's almost like an adverse thing within us against this message because we think you know there's this other thing over here that's better Dude, i'd love to get into that and i think you know we might we might you know press into that on the next episode i don't want to get into all of it now but i think that's what he's driving home he's like if, if you miss this, it's uh it's crushing for you and others. So for everybody who's like watching the news right now, they're like, man, like there's just all this, like just chaos and division and just people's lives, man, just being destroyed left and right. And just all the, f- just the flawed work that's going on in the name of government on all sides. And I'm just saying like, you just kind of keep coming with it. You know, the church breakdown, the education breakdown, the healthcare breakdown, blah, blah, blah. Well, when you get down to the root of all of them, all of them across the board, you will find people who haven't found rest in what Paul is saying right here in this chapter, Mm -hmm. in every case. That's why he's so freaking adamant that it's Jesus alone. My faith alone? Stop. stop. Let me rephrase that. It's Jesus's faith alone. (laughs) that's what it that's that's the scandal so to that till next time cheers cheers